Hi, I'm Hilary Hess. You're listening to A Helping of Happiness. This podcast is for busy moms like me who have a full life and are constantly finding themselves in a balancing act. I definitely do not have it all together, but I hope that sharing the things that I have learned as a mom of seven kids and the things that you will hear from the guests that I have on will be things that will really inspire and help us all to be a little bit better and have give us all some fresh ideas and have a little bit of fun while we're at it. Hey, welcome to episode number 80 of the Helping of Happiness podcast. I cannot wait for you to hear our guest today. We have Andrea Nielsen from the Family Looking Up podcast. We've had her on before with the rest of her crew, but this is the first time we've had her all by herself, so I'm really excited for you guys to hear everything she has to say. We're talking all about Halloween and the fun things that we get to do at Halloween. Before we get into that, I just wanted to give a little request. After you hear all these fun things that we talk about, if you're implementing these things or just posting some fun Halloween fun on your social media accounts, go ahead and tag the, use the hashtag helping of happiness, just hashtag helping happiness so that we can see what you're doing because we follow that hashtag too. And it'd be really fun to see what different Halloween activities you're doing with your family. Also, I didn't want you to miss out on our great coupon code that we have from 1110 Leather, my very favorite earrings. These are so fantastic. As I've told you before, I couldn't wear earrings for about 15 years because my ears would get so infected. No matter what kind of metal that they were, expensive or cheap or whatever, but when I met Haley Young from 1110 Leather, she said I had to just give her earrings a try and I did and I love them. I wear them every day and they're the only earrings I wear and they're so, so cute. So go get a pair because we can give you 10% off your order. So you just use the code Hillary H10. That's Hillary H-I-L-L-A-R-Y-H number 10 and you can get 10% off. There's a little link in the show notes for you. Go straight there. Without any further ado, let's hear from Andrea. Hey, Andrea, how are you? Good. I'm so excited to be here, Hillary. I am so happy to have you. We've had Camille on before all by herself, and now we get to have you all by yourself, and I'm so excited about it. This is my first solo cast, so bear with me. This is a new experience. I usually have my two co-hosts to take over when I don't know what to say. (laughs) Well, I'm sure we'll have plenty of fun things to talk about. Let's get, um, let our audience get to know you a little bit now that you're on your own, because we know you as part of the group of Family Looking Up. So tell us a little bit about your family and the podcast that you run and all that kind of stuff. All right. Well, I've been married to my wonderful husband for 22 years and we have four kids. So I just barely took my oldest to college, which was a new experience and a definitely been an adjustment, but that's been fun to see her kind of growing in college. And, and then I have a 16 year old daughter and a 13 and 10 year old sons. So there's four kids and we live in a very rural town in Southern Utah where my husband grew up and we love it here. We love the community. You would think there's not much to do and there really isn't. So I guess that's kind of what led us to start a podcast. Two of my friends were realizing a couple years ago that so many of our friends who are moms were just really having a struggle with motherhood and not feeling fulfilled in motherhood. And just, I think that they felt like 
there was something wrong with them if they didn't love it all the time or if they felt like they were failing at it. And because of that, we thought, you know what, we're going to start a podcast to let moms know that it's okay if you don't love your job all the time. It's okay if you feel like a failure a lot of times. We can just laugh that together. And so we started a podcast called Family Looking Up. And we have a great time talking to experts and then just kind of laughing at how it really looks with real moms. And so we post once a week and it's been a really rewarding experience for us. And I have loved it. I think my audience knows that I, you guys are my very favorites because I talk about you all the time in my episodes, but it's so much fun. And I've had such a good time even going back to the old ones from the beginning. Cause I think I started about midway through your journey and I think I'm almost listen to all of them now, but I go on my little walks in the morning and I'm literally <laughs> laughing out loud, walking around by myself. I'm sure my neighbors are like, what is going on with that lady? She's just laughing her head off, walking around the ponds again. But anyway, so thank you for adding so much fun into my daily morning walk. I love it. Well, and that's been another benefit of it is these relationships that we formed through the podcast, like meeting you, learning about your podcast. Those are just secondary benefits that have just been really fun. Yeah, it's been great. It's a fun excuse to invite people to talk with you that you would never actually reach out and talk to on a normal basis, right? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, today we get to talk about Halloween. I'm so excited. This is a really fun holiday at our house, and I know you love ha Halloween so much, so I want to just go over all the fun things that we do and our mamas listening can just take or leave whatever they want and just enjoy listening to the madness. So tell me, first of all, why you love Halloween so much. I have loved Halloween since I was a kid. And, you know, it's not that we did so many big things as kids. I think it wasn't as popular back when I was a kid. But I just love kind of the the make-believe of it. We were never allowed to buy costumes like at Walmart or anything. We just kind of rummaged around in what we had and we found things. In fact, one of my favorite Halloweens was as a kid, we were traveling in Germany. My dad is in the military and we happened to be vacationing in Germany and they don't celebrate Halloween there, at least I don't think, I don't know. We were on a military base hotel, but we thought well, we've got to celebrate Halloween. And so my sister dressed up as a, she got on some black clothes or something and we put makeup on her and made her a cat and I took toilet paper as a mummy and then we just went trick-or-treating to the doors in the hotel. And there's just so many fun things about Halloween. So it's been fun as a mom to take those ideas and ideas that I have of my own and just create those great memories as a family. And the thing that I love also about Halloween is there's no pressure. I feel there's a lot of pressure with Christmas. A lot of you just worry, oh, is it a, a good enough Christmas? Or, you know, I don't feel that pressure with Halloween. If you don't want to do anything, nobody's going to care if you don't do anything for Halloween. Or if you want to make it really big, then that's great. But it's a no pressure holiday that kind of kicks off the whole holiday season, I feel like. Yeah, it's kind of the warm up, isn't it? <laughs> yes. yes. Here we go. Hang on, guys. We're ready. We're ready for the whole season to start. So what do you do? So as little or as big, are you pretty much the same every year as far as your decorating goes? Are you a big decorator in or out of your house? Um, I decorate is kind of a big deal. Not that we have ton of decorations, but we've kind of created this tradition around our decorating. So I mean, we start at the 1st of October, we pull out the decorations, we turn on our Halloween list, and we usually eat 
some sort of pumpkin tree or Halloween tree and we decorate as a family. Guess my husband doesn't get real involved. He's not quite the Halloween lover that I am. He doesn't so, have the Halloween spirit. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> so it's usually just the kids and I and they know where everything goes and so they do as much decorating as I do. And I can't say that we're real fan fancy. We're not real Pinterest worthy probably, but I try to buy something new every year. And as far as our outside decorations, a couple years ago, we moved outside of town. And so really nobody sees our house. And I must admit, it kind of put a damper on my motivation to decorate outside. I used to love watching the kids walk by our house. We, had a, we have a witch that crashes into a tree and skeletons that will climb up on the house. And, and I love to see their reaction. But I still put those out, but I haven't really added much to the outside. It mostly stays inside. But... I love decorating. I feel like then the season can start. So much fun. I, I've kind of scaled back a lot. I get lazier and lazier every year. We have the Halloween decorations out of the attic, but they somehow the kids push them into the baby's room and he's been crying that the pumpkins are scary that are hanging out of the Halloween box. So we had to remove those so he would go to sleep the other night. So I need to get them out of the Halloween box and put them around the house. And Halloween's almost here, so I better hurry up. But <laughs> Well, and I will say with decorations, I am by nature a very cheap person. But I feel like with Halloween, well, with any holiday decorations, just buy something quality. Even if it means, you know, once a year or every couple years. But if you're just continually buying just cheap stuff, you're not going to be excited to pull it out. But if you buy something that you truly love, it's worth the money. And don't you have those things that your mom pulled out that you still think about oh, for Christmas yeah. and Halloween and Thanksgiving or whatever the holidays are? There's those decorations that actually mean something to you. And so I think it is worth it to invest in decorations that you will truly love and your kids will love. Well, and I love how you said buy something, just even if it's just one item every year, because that is definitely slowly going to add up and we'll have a whole house full of stuff in the next 10 years. That's great. Right. I love that. I'm going to, I'm inspired. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to go get to that clearance rack at the end of Halloween <laughs> and get something really nice that I want. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So tell me about, let's talk about food. Do you guys have any traditional foods that you guys make? Uh, there are two things that we probably always make in October. And one of them is the mummy dogs, you've probably seen them on Pinterest or on the internet. You know, you just wrap a hot dog in breadstick dough and it looks like a mummy. And then the other one is a jack-o'-lantern pizza and that's just a homemade pizza or you could do a store-bought pizza, it wouldn't matter, but I put the pepperonis so that they look like a jack-o'-lantern when they're done. Shoot. And these, these meals we eat sometime during the month, but generally always have one of them Halloween night because I used to have a big Halloween dinner, which I think we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And I would try to do it on Halloween night. And that was just a disaster. I mean, don't, my recommendation is don't do anything big on Halloween night. All your kids want to do is get out and go trick or treating. And so I've simplified it. And both those meals are really, really easy to make. And so it's festive, but it's something I can cook within 20 minutes or less. And so we do eat one of those sometime during October and one of them for sure on Halloween night. I think that is such a great idea because quick and easy is the best way to do the holidays. Plus it's something festive and cute and the kids will eat it. So that's oh, a yeah. total win. Yeah, they love it. Okay. So tell us about your Halloween dinner. Okay. So 
I'm going to start how it started. Uh, this started as a witch's party, and it actually started from my grandma. And my grandma, who was probably in her mid-80s at the time, she had a witch's lunch with all of her friends. And if you can imagine all these old ladies dressed up as witches oh going God. to lunch together, it was the best. And after that, I thought, that is so fun. I want to do the same thing. And so the next year, I had a mother-daughter witch's party where I invited friends and family and you came with your daughters, but you had to be dressed as a witch and just bring a Halloween dinner item or food item to share. And it was so fun. And we did that for a couple years, but the problem was that my boys were so jealous. They were out of their mind that they could not go to this Halloween party. And a lot of times I just say, you know what, this is a girl thing. I'll take you on something else. But I just kind of had a hard time with it because they really wanted to be involved. So my witch's party has evolved to a family dinner and we call it Gritch's Creepy Cafe. And before I talk about that, I guess I want to back up a bit. And a couple years ago, I was watching a, I was listening to a podcast and a man was talking about traditions and rituals and kind of the difference between the two. And he talked about that a tradition is something that you pass down through generations, something that you do often, but a ritual is a little more meaningful. It's like you say the same words, you maybe play the same song, it just gives a little bit more meaning. And I think that those things are interchangeable. I mean, I, I don't even know if that's really true, but, <laughs> but it stuck with me. The fact that he said, if you have something that you've always done, add a little bit more to make it yours. So maybe everyone has a family dinner, but give it a name. So my kids will say, Oh, every October we have Gritch's creepy cafe. Like that is ours and it's only ours. And so find these ways to take your tradition a little bit farther and make it more meaningful and more personal for your family. And so we call it Gritch's Creepy Cafe. And it's kind of a process. It starts out with, I dress up as a witch. Have you figured out that I really like witches? I really love <laughs> that you love to be a witch. I think that's the cutest thing in the world. It makes me want to get a witch costume. I'm like, man, I need to dress up like a witch. This sounds like so much fun. I'm having a I private know. event soon. I'm like, maybe I should dress up like a witch for my private event. <laughs> Would that be weird when no one else is dressed up? Do I make Not everyone else dress up? <laughs> yeah, so I am Gritch the Witch. And we start out with a witch's brew. So I have a plastic cauldron. And then I have a recipe that we follow. So the kids, you know, pull out the recipe. And in the recipe, it starts off with like... Um, monster blood which we pour in green punch and then there's you know these things that we add to it like rats and bats and they're just plastic rats and bats that we add into it oh, and so then good. the very last ingredient is unicorn tears and that is dry ice crumpled up so you know when you put it in and it just creates this smoke and you know the kids oh my like, oh. so that is what starts the dinner and then the rest of the dinner is just you know like a dinner with weird names and we usually do spaghetti because I've simplified it I found that the kids didn't really care what we ate they just wanted a weird name to it so you know we eat spaghetti that we call bloody worms and we eat corn that we call goblin teeth or whatever you know I make up a oh, name and make it up a menu and so they I'm look forward look to that every year <laughs> 
<laughs> Eating goblin teeth. Yeah, but they love it and they look forward. Even my, my kids are all older. My youngest is 10, but he still asks me, when are we going to have Gritch's Creepy Cafe this year? So it's something that we've been doing for years and it's been a lot of fun. I love it. Okay, this is so we usually have ribs on Halloween because they're like a skeleton, oh, you know, kind of like a yeah. skeleton, right? And my kids all really love it. And I feel like it's kind of a richer food that's going to fill up their bellies so they won't eat so much candy is the hope. But, you know, that's that I love the idea of the spaghetti, too, because it could be, you know, brains or worms or whatever. I think that's really cute. So, so fun. So and you don't do this necessarily on Halloween night, right? No, I've tried it and it just it got to be too much. And you go to all this work and they just want to get out of the house and go trick-or-treating. So what about the trick-or-treating? Do you do, like, do your kids, are they all enough that they just go off on their own? Do you go with them? Is it, like, pretty, how do you do all that? Well, I feel like we're fortunate enough that we're still in a town that does trick-or-treating. I'm hearing that it's becoming less and less around the country, but our little town, it's still a big deal to go trick-or-treating. And we've always gone with them only because it's, part of I like to do it I like to walk around in mm -hmm. fact I've never been a fan of trunk or treat because I feel like the experience of trick-or-treating isn't about just absorbing as much candy as you can whereas trunk or treating it's like within 30 minutes you can just have a whole bag of candy but I like the interaction of seeing kids walk around the neighborhood and going to the doors and talking to the people and so I feel fortunate that we can still trick-or-treat in our little town um, I usually this might be our last year going because I'm betting that anytime my, my youngest son is going to say he wants to go by themselves. And when they do, that's fine. We let him go with their friends. It's not like we have to go. I just, You're I will miss 17 year old around the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'll just get in a costume and I'm going to have to start going trick or treating because I do love seeing all the kids in their costumes and walking up and down the streets. But yeah, we've always gone with them. I love it. So we are lucky when we lived in California, we couldn't really trick or treat. It wasn't really safe enough to be doing that. But when we moved here to Texas, all the people go outside their houses. I mean, half the neighbors are waiting in their front yard with their bucket of treats. And so uh -huh. you're just walking up and you're saying hi to these people. And it's how I've met some of my favorite neighbors because otherwise we're not always just hanging out outside of our house. And it's been, and especially the ones down the street, you know, the ones on either side, it's easier to meet, but. I love that community feel. I think it's such a great, great way to, like, that's my favorite part, definitely, more than the candy. Okay, so what do you do when your kids come home with all the candy? Are you one that regulates the candy eating, or you just let them go for it? I do not regulate it. I'm sure I should, but I figure it's Halloween. Like, go for it. Eat what you want. My only thing is I better not find wrappers on the floor. <laughs> so <laughs> as long, and it's out of here. <laughs> yes, as long as I'm not seeing wrappers on the floor, then they can I figure they're pretty good at self-regulating. They'll probably make themselves sick a little bit the first night, but after that, I don't feel like I've ever had a real problem with my kids just totally junking out. And so as long as I feel comfortable with that, then they pretty much have free reign with their candy. That's I've loosened up a lot too. I used to be one of the regulating moms, and now it's like, eh, Halloween night, go for it. But if I as long as they'll share some with me, 
Oh, well, that's my husband always says, you've got candy tax. Come over here. I got to take out what's dangerous first. Got to pay me with what you got for your trick-or-treating. Oh, it's always so fun. So I know a lot of people donate to the dentist or the army or whatever else that they're doing, but my kids have always wanted to just kind of hang on to everything they've got. But I've never heard of donating my candy somewhere. I don't know. I guess I probably should look into something, but I figure it's Halloween. Just it's the only, it's the only season. Keep it and enjoy it. <laughs> I know they do. They totally do. Okay. So what do you do about costumes? Do they kind of make their own or do, are you going and purchasing costumes or how do you, how do you do all that? Uh, I, we have never gone and just bought costumes and it probably stems from when we were younger. We never were able to buy those costumes either, but I also don't like to spend a lot of money on costumes and I figure I can usually make something that looks better and is better quality than I could just go oh, buy yeah. in Target and Walmart. And so generally our costumes are homemade and I usually start at the thrift store and then I work my costume around there. So a couple years ago, my son, I don't know what happened. The month just got away from us. And it was like two days before Halloween. He's like, mom, what am I going to be for Halloween? I'm like, oh, shoot, what do you want to be for Halloween? So we started kind of searching the internet, trying to get some ideas. And it was at the time that the, the new Ghostbusters had come out, the, the one with the women. And my family had loved that movie. And so I'm like, well, how about, do you want to be a Ghostbuster? And so we went to the thrift store, found some khaki pants, and we were able to mod podge on some of the patches and built this crazy backpack for him with just spray painting bottles and lids and stuff and it turned into most awesome costume and he still talks about that costume today so I feel like not only am I building a better quality costume I think it also creates better memories when they're kind of helping out yes I love that you did it together that's so fun my kids love that Ghostbuster movie too. Maybe we'll all have to be Ghostbusters this year. We've been, sometimes, sometimes we do the family theme and we all try to kind of come together, but the more and more kids that I have, the harder and harder it is to do things like that. Well, I have visions of doing a family theme, but I have not ever pulled it off because my kids always have something they want to be. And so I have a hard time saying, well, sorry, you're going to have to be a Smurf this year because we're all the Smurfs. <laughs> you know, they, they have things that they want to be. And so I've never been able to convince them to do a family theme. I usually just let them decide or it's last minute and we're trying to decide together. And now that I also have teenagers, a lot of times they are doing themes with their own friends. They yes. really want to do a theme with the family. And so we've never really been a theme family, but I always look at those pictures and think that would have been so fun. I always think but it also sounds do, like a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I always think it'd be really fun to do a family theme, but then you'd need to get family pictures of you in the family theme or something. Oh, definitely. So you could really, really capture all of that, right? Well, that's another thing is it's nice that you have, we have all these costumes and we just save them. And so we kind of pull pieces from, you know, if we had somebody was a, a devil one year well, we need that cape to make a witch or and so we can kind of pick and, and put things together after having so many years of costumes so it works out pretty good or we lend them out to friends when they're looking for costumes so I feel like if you make a little bit better quality costume they last for a long time well and I think that's a good thing to mention too is sometimes our funnest costumes are costumes that we've borrowed from a friend because they're not using it and they've just like we are we have this big bag of costumes that we have just sitting there 
and it might not fit, you know, whoever for that year. So you can just borrow from someone else. And it's so fun that you can have your baby go be the chicken that you didn't want to buy because they're going to wear it for 30 minutes, yeah, exactly. whatever, you know. <laughs> and I've done that with friends before. We've just done a group text and said, hey, what costumes do you guys have? And it's like a big costume swap. And they do it. You get more out of it. And and you don't have to go, especially when they're little. And you're right. It's like they're wearing it for such a short amount of time. They don't have school to wear it to. They don't have parties to wear it to. So I think it's great to kind of see what your friends have out there and just do a swap. Yeah, I love that. So what are some of your other fall traditions? Do you have some other fun things that you like to do with your family? We like to watch Halloween movies. And okay, so what are some of your favorites? I need some ideas. I knew you were going to ask me this and I should have written them down. <laughs> we did Hocus Pocus a couple years ago and half of my kids were horrified and the other half thought, they were like, mom, what is this weird movie? And I'm like, don't you like it? We loved this movie as a kid. What's wrong with this? <laughs> I was, I've never been able to get my kids to like Hocus Pocus because I always think, oh, that's a great one. No, they don't. They think it's weird. Don't <laughs> ever watch The Witches. I am such a fan of Road Doll oh. as an author. But yes. that movie is terrifying. It's, it's so scary. weird. It is. I know the book is really, really good. But yeah, the movie is super scary. Yeah, I don't like that one. Um, we watch Ghostbusters and we watch a lot of the Disney, um, just the Disney movies like Halloween Town and Halloween Town. There's three of those, I think. We usually watch those. I'm trying to remember some of the other movies that we watch, but. I usually just Google it. I like it the Nightmare Before Christmas. It kind of segues Halloween into Christmas. I don't know. Do you consider that being a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? You know, I haven't I seen know. that show since it first came out. My kids have never seen that one. So I don't even know. But I remember thinking it was a Christmas movie. And I was thinking, that's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> so I, maybe I need to watch it as a Halloween movie. And I would like it more. <laughs> Oh, I just remember going to Disneyland and they, it was Halloween time and they had all the characters inside the haunted house from that movie. So maybe they consider it Halloween, but I think they were still up through Christmas. So I don't know. Maybe it's both. Well, and we listened to the song, like that's on our Halloween soundtrack. Is, yes, this is Halloween. This so is it's Halloween, a great yes. Halloween song. So I should watch it as a Halloween movie and then you would probably like it. What yeah. are some of your other songs on your playlist? Do you have some other good ones? Uh, of course, Monster Mash mm -hmm. and Ghostbusters mm -hmm. and Thriller. That one's always a classic. So that's the bulk of our, it's not a very long list, but it gets us in the mood to decorate, yes. to listen throughout the year. Well, if you don't and those are great for class parties too. As I say, if you don't have very many decorations, you don't need very many songs. So you're good. <laughs> that's a good point. Oh, I only want to decorate with four songs of Halloween. <laughs> uh, Christmas, another, on the other hand, we need a few CDs going. because Exactly. Like <laughs> uh, see, another fall tradition that we do, I guess we don't do it every year, but most years is we decorate apples. So we'll dip apples in caramel yes. and then just decorate them with candies and stuff. And I think that's a fun activity for anyone and who doesn't like caramel apples. Oh, we love caramel apples over here. That was my daughter's first thing when she, her whole time she had her braces on. She was so sad. <sighs> she wasn't going to be able to eat any caramel apples. So that's been kind of a thing over here. When you get your braces off, we can go get you a caramel apple or make caramel <laughs> apples at home because they're, but they miss that so much when they, they, I think I had two or three. I know I had at least two, maybe all three of my kids embraces at the same time. So 
they were all so happy when the caramel apples would could come out again. Oh, I have two embraces right now. And yeah, I hear those woes a lot. <laughs> it's a, it's a free for all that Rocky mountain chocolate factory loves. Us. <laughs> <laughs> if we had one of those there, we would frequent it off. And that's probably the reason why we have to make them because we don't have a place to buy them here. Oh, they're so expensive, but they're so good. Oh, yum. Okay. So, and we do actually have a carbled apple recipe on our site. I should link that up so everybody can have that. So do you want to move into our helpful and happy questions that we have going here? Yes. Okay. So this ties our podcast a little bit into our website, which covers our family recipes, our homemaking hacks, and our travel tips. So first question is, what is your favorite food or meal? So I wasn't sure if you wanted what I like to eat most or what I like to cook most. Okay. Let's talk so about So I have two answers. <laughs> If you could, if I could choose any meal, it would be a really good steak and a yes. really good baked potato. But I never cook steak because I just have not figured out how to cook a good juicy steak. I can't do it like restaurants do it. So we don't ever cook steak hardly ever. But as far as like my meals I like to cook that we eat at home, I love marinated chicken and Dutch oven potatoes. In the summertime, that's like my favorite meal to have. And then in the wintertime, just a really good soup. Mm, that sounds so good. Do you do the Dutch oven outside or you do it inside on your Dutch oven pot? It depends on who's cooking. If I'm cooking, <laughs> I do it inside. I just have one of those ceramic pots and yes. I just cook it inside in my oven. But if my husband's cooking, then we cook it in a Dutch oven outside. That sounds so good. So good. Okay, so let's move on to travel. What is your favorite trip you've ever been on or your dream vacation or both if you have two answers I have two answers again on this one. <laughs> <laughs> this is good we're really getting to know you this is wonderful uh my favorite trip we took our family to Hawaii and it was actually an extended family trip so it was all of my family and it was just so fun. It was one of those trips that everything just fell into place. Things went smoothly. I had little kids. My youngest was, I think, like seven months at the time. I mean, they were all pretty small, but they just loved it. My kids that were old enough to remember it, they still talk about Hawaii. They're begging us to take them again. So Hawaii really was like our favorite family trip that we'd been on. As far as my dream trips, I guess I have three answers for this question because all I right. have two for this one. <laughs> My, I, I have two dream trips, one in the U.S. and one outside the U.S. Inside the U.S., I want to go to Niagara Falls. I've never <gasps> been, oh, and for some reason, go. it's just calling me. Yes, you've got to go. Okay, so you've got to go to the Canada side, though, because we went to the New York side, and everybody says the Canada side is even better. Oh, really? So maybe you would okay. technically not be in the U.S. for that trip. <laughs> <laughs> We went and we, it was kind of an afterthought. We were on our way. We were going, we did Palmyra, New York, and we were going to New York City and doing that whole thing. And we realized we were only like an hour and a half from Niagara Falls. And so my husband's like, I think we should go to Niagara Falls. So we said, okay, let's go. Let's add on a little bit more on this trip. And it was so incredible. We just stayed on the New York side, but it was so so beautiful and we loved it and the biggest reason we didn't go to the Canada side was because we didn't have passports for our kids at the time 
And we found out when we got home, we only needed birth certificates. And we were like, oh, we could have gone on that other side. But even the U.S. side was really awesome. So I would totally go do that. Yeah, I need to go there. And my husband, there, he gets advertisements for conferences there all the time. And every time I say, you got to go, you got to take me with you. So someday <laughs> I'm going to Niagara Falls. And then outside the country, I have always wanted to go to Ireland and Scotland, which my co-host is currently there right now, living my dream. That's where I want to go. Uh, and then you're going to have to hear her talk all about it when you I get know. back. At least she'll tell you all the good places to go. So that will be That's good. true. She can plan it out for me and then I can go and just follow her plan. So someday I'm going to go there too. Oh, okay. I'm going to hop on that trip with you because that's on my bucket list too. This is going to be so much fun. Okay. So our last question, do you have a homemaking hack for us? One thing I can think of that has been helpful is I have a binder that I keep everything in and I've kind of, it's grown over the years with my kids, but it's just a binder. I have tabs for each kid and under those tabs, I keep everything like every school, important school paper that they bring home, like their schedules, their locker combinations, um, anything that I need to keep a record of any of their sports schedules, they all stay in that binder. And it has made keeping track of what they're doing so much easier. Like I write on the tabs, their bike locks, because we always forget those at the end yes. of the year. And then come school time, I'm like, oh yeah, it's right there in the binder. Go look in the binder. Um, special hours, things that I'm, I tend to forget, I will keep in that binder. And then I found out once my girls got into high school that you really need to keep track of all the things that they're doing. When it comes time to fill out applications, you forget what they did yes. as a freshman. And so I have a paper under each of their names that I have divided into quarters. And it has, you know, like freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. And I just write down anything that they do, even if it seems little, like if they did a little service project for the city or, you know, whatever that is, any leadership positions they have. And so when it comes time to fill out applications, it makes it so much easier that it's all right there. And that's been really helpful. Oh my goodness. My brain is exploding because I mean, even I'm thinking things like their cell phone passwords or their email passwords yes. that are always getting lost. And then it's this big annoying thing that they've locked their phone and we've got to go to the, you know, iPhone store or whatever it is. Oh, this is, this would be life-changing. I'm going to have a really thick book with seven kids. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I only need to keep track of six of them though. I guess the, she's the oldest. She's on her own now. <laughs> oh, that is such a great idea. I love that. Okay. I'm going to put yeah, my binder Yeah, it's been really helpful around the house and the kids know where the stuff is. I mean, that we put the lunch cafeteria menu in there. They know that's where you check for the information, what lunch is for that day. And so it has been very helpful. So awesome. Okay. Well, I'm in, totally inspired. I'm going to make my binder. I'm going to be planning my trip to Ireland and Scotland. Maybe go back to the Canada side of the Niagara Falls. And I'm definitely going to do this spooky party. I think that is so much fun. I've got to think of my new name. I don't know. You're going to have to inspire me because I'm not very good at thinking. Gritch the Witch is already super cute. I have to find us something else. Well, and I have a PDF for your listeners, so you can link it on your website, but it will kind of walk through how we do ours. And if you want to still the same name, you are welcome to still the same name, but <laughs> you can look at the PDF and it talks about how we do Gritch's Creepy Cafe and how we do our menu. So they, your listeners can go look for that. 
Love it. Thank you so much, Andrea. And let's just tell them also where we can find you as far as Family Looking Up goes. So we are on any major podcast carrier. We're called Family Looking Up. Our website is familylookingup.com or on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. We are also just Family Looking Up. So go find us there. Yes, go listen because they're super, super fun. So thank you so much, Andrea, for being on. Loved having you. Loved catching up. Thanks. It's been really fun. I hope you enjoyed listening to Andrea as much as I enjoyed talking with her. She inspired me so much that we ended up having our own spooky supper this last week with my family. And we'll have little videos of that all in our story so you can see what we did. We're also going to have a link to her little witch's brew and things that she does for her spooky, her Grinch's Creepy Cafe on the show notes too so you guys can go go see that and get those recipes. Don't forget to use your hashtag helping of happiness if you're posting fun things about Halloween because we would really love to see what you're doing and just kind of hook up with you guys on social media a little bit more. And I hope that if you're enjoying this, that you'll give us a rating, a review, and subscribe. And tell your friends all about us. Happy Halloween!